see people were like going full on detective mode like they were like looking at people's details and finding out like it got very personal you haven't been on social media because your phone's messed up my phone's fucked and I, I went today Jason I left work at half three today to um to get my phone to get a new phone and I was running around and I got there with mm. 20 minutes before they closed which is just, you know good time and I went there and I was like yo I need yep. to get a phone and then she said sorry we're only open for emergencies what do you mean it's a phone shop it's a phone shop and I needed a phone I don't know what more of an emergency <laughs> they experience on a daily basis like my phone had that a heart attack is the number so one emergency know. the lack of phone like if I wanted new earphones you could say listen mate this isn't it yeah you can't buy a case you can't buy a this that or the other you can't buy a, a car stereo or whatever they sell in there I don't know what they sell in there they wouldn't let me in they wouldn't so they just wouldn't let you into the shop at all no I was outside cold for 20 minutes for 10 no 10 minutes and then they because I was there half an hour before they closed they made me wait outside for 10 minutes and then they're like no for just emergencies bro I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> welcome to episode 29 of Soccer Cards United. My name is Jason. That's Enzo. This is the number one uh, soccer card podcast uh, currently in production. And um, I thought for a second there that I had a catchphrase, but I don't think that I do. So it's okay. Um, and as I said, my name's Jason. That's Enzo. This is episode 29. Hi, Enzo. We just talked. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Kind of. That was a bad. Apart from, apart from the phone. Yeah, apart from the phone, I'm, I'm doing great. Okay, and uh, so if anyone hasn't heard the show before, maybe you've come to the show just for the sheer drama, maybe you just live for that drama, and you're like, I heard they were going to talk smack on this podcast this week, so I've headed over. Uh, We're just doing a normal show, Uh, we are going to address the top UEFA Champions League knockout set that came out yesterday, and obviously everybody lost their minds, Um, so we are going to address that later on in the show, but we're not going to break the whole format of the show just because some set came out that everyone went mad over. Um, hmm. We are still going to do our first segment, Your Football Week, where we talk about what we've been paying attention to in football this week. And so there's only one place to start. Did you see Barcelona lose 4-1 to PSG on Tuesday night in the Champions League? I did indeed. I missed the first goal, the penalty, uh, but then I caught the yeah. rest of it. Electric. I, I'm pissed off because I, I said Mbappe was going to rip Barcelona apart and it's literally what happened because I was saying I should buy some of the Panini foot stickers because they had gone down from where they were. There yeah. was more of a supply on the market, which is why they went down. But even so, I was like, it was a real big lull period for Mbappe. And I just felt like that Champions League tie was going to be the one. I think I said it on the show, but I can't remember. Maybe someone will point that out to me. But I definitely said it to you, Jason. And that's what, what happened. Yeah, you definitely said it to me. And I had uh, thought, I had some questions over his fitness because he hadn't been fit in a few months. But he actually looked amazingly fit. Um, now, in fairness, Barcelona's players, we talked about in a second, but they looked not just Left unfit, hard. but like a lot of them looked unhealthy like they just were not even at the races at all but Mbappe was incredible he scored a hat-trick uh one assisted by Marco Verratti who was very very good and you must be excited about the concept of a an Italian midfield at the Euros featuring Nico Barella and Marco Verratti yeah honestly Marco Verratti has been so good for so long um but he, he gets injured frequently enough that we never really get to see him for and suspended team. frequently yeah so you never really get to you never really get to build up ahead of steam but I think um a few years back, he was voted uh, PSG's fans player of the year, or their favorite player, or favorite right. sign, and maybe okay. I don't know. Like he, he's a fan favorite, and if you watch him week in week out, you'll understand why. Yeah, and uh, Poch has him kind of playing uh, further up the pitch as like a kind of a like a hybrid number ten kind of role going on, 
uh, and he was really good defensively and offensively last night linked up a lot of play uh, Paredes got an assist from Moise Keane Mbappe scored a, a solo goal as well and then Draxler came on for a cameo and made a full on run down the pitch and assisted Mbappe who finished it beautifully and so this just looked like because one of the criticisms of Mbappe this season has been that he's been making hard, a hard go of it in, in Liga now apparently statistically he hasn't he has more than a goal a game but he just has looked a couple of times when I've seen him in the league like he's struggling to break down teams like he doesn't really know where he should be playing or what he should be doing and I think that this game for PSG last night is the kind of game that people who don't watch Liga think PSG are having every week but it's mm. significantly harder in the league week in week out than it was against Barcelona last night yeah because in the league people set up to defend and not concede and not give any space in behind whereas Barca always show up to play and to try attack because they consider themselves the big dogs in Spain as well and European football so yeah. they're never going to just park the bus if you will and if you give the talented players that PSG have an opportunity to not be against the parked bus they're probably going to do what Mbappe did and that's without Neymar let's point out as well yeah I'd say Neymar's delighted now as well because they're they're up 4-1 so it's okay if he's out for his sister's birthday for the second leg um, if anyone doesn't know about Neymar's sister's birthday you can google that and you can have a fun read uh, Mbappe was incredible people are going mental uh, over him now, in fairness Barcelona as I say were no use Busquets is completely done at this level uh, Messi does not want to be there PK's um, done as well PK's done by the way PK is supposed to be out for 4-6 to six months with an injury and he came back after just about 3 months rushed back for this game and did not look fit at all after, um, um, after last season against I think Bayern um yeah, against Bayern, he, he literally came out and said, like, yeah, if we need to be sold and if it's our time to go, then let us go. And they're just like, no, we're going to keep you. Yeah. But you look at it, right? So Barcelona, uh, over the summer, they looked at their aging squad. They got rid of... They, they kept Busquets, they kept Piquet, and they kept Jordi Alba. And they got rid of Ivan Rakitic, who'd been their best midfielder for the past five years. And since Iniesta left. And they got rid of Luis Suarez. They picked, like, the wrong ones. The wrong duo, yeah, 100%. Because, I, and it's interesting, they kept the three Catalans, which I thought was was interesting as well. Uh, so PSG obviously did very well. Um, Moise Keane got a goal. And I was just remarking on Twitter, Enzo, it's mad that his rookie sticker is from 2016-17. He's been around forever and he's only 20, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he broke out young or for Juventus. Yeah. Very young anyway. So And he's um, on loan from Everton, so they might make a profit on him. Yeah, he um, it was a great free kick into him. A lot of power on it, very good. Like, that was a great free kick. Yeah. But no defending um, by Barca. It was like Bundesliga, I don't know what was happening, just vibes. They were just ridiculous. And like I saw Barcelona fans who are deluded, by the way. Yeah. Um they were talking about Ter Stegen having a bad game of goalkeeper. Like Ter Stegen is one of the <laughs> best keepers in the world. And he had PK, Longley, Jordi Alba and Serginho Dest. And for any US men's national team fans out there, Serginho Dest um has been doing fine for Barcelona. Had a good classico in his first classico was doing well at Ajax but it does not look like he has been coached at all since he got there he didn't know where he was supposed to be for the first goal uh, Kurzawa for the first PSG goal Kurzawa just had the entire left flank because Dembele wasn't going to track back and Dest was like tucked in against PK, and it was just a mess like Ronald Coleman failed Everton manager soon to be failed Barcelona manager who could have called it except your favourite soccer card podcast <laughs> um, so yeah I, Mbappe's I card remember. prices did they go up uh, there was a lot of sales I don't know if they went up I would say Prism probably went up and his foot probably went up but uh, there was higher volume of sales 
for the Mbappe. Okay. Nobody bought my uh, Topps Chrome Mbappe of 99, though. Oh, that, that's the one we pulled, was it? Yeah, the green one. They weren't vibing with him. Come on, guys. Go go get it. Go get that one. Um, so, yeah, I have to say, very impressed so far with the with the difference um, Pochettino's made to PSG at, at the, in this one Champions League game that I've seen. Because uh, I remember in the recent games for PSG in the Champions League, the midfield, like the midfield is Idrissa Gay, Paredes, Verratti, um, Daniel Pereira, Ander Herrera, all those guys. Like, they have just looked a bit old and a bit flat yeah just not great like and i think what what uh what potch has done is made the attackers work harder so you saw a cardi and moise kane dropping back constantly because beforehand like tuga was asking thomas tuga was asking the midfielders to like run the whole show and they're just not those kind of midfielders but in their like reduced role at least that's why you don't go uh Tunko has um mason mount now who can handle that he has mason mount kovacic kante no bother significant upgrade on uh, on what he had at PSG but uh, Pochettino is making a good goal of it and apparently ends a very cool story uh, so obviously for anyone who doesn't know Mauricio Pochettino used to uh, play for uh, and manage uh, Espanyol uh, in uh, the other team in Barcelona or one of the other teams in Barcelona and uh, Mbappe said to him beforehand he said uh, how many times have you won at the new Camp and Poch said oh just once with Espanyol and Mbappe said, "Well, after after this time, uh, after tonight, you'd have won twice at the new camp." And then he he did, which I thought was cool. That is fun, Jay. I think he asked him in training the day before. But then Mbappe, oh, in training. Mbappe, yeah, no, stop. Mbappe was also pulled up for saying, telling uh, Jordi Alba he's going to kill him. Yeah, he said, "I'll I'll kill you in the street." Mm. But in fairness, Mbappe does not speak fluent Spanish, and he said it to him in Spanish. And like. If you have all their millions, you're not trying to kill anybody. No, it's if anyone took that as a serious threat to kill George, like why would he? It's like <laughs> that's just what you himself. That's what you would just say is like, I'll fucking kill you. Like that's not. Yeah, it's maybe it's a it. cultural. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's because um, he's not white and he had a great performance and they wanted to attack. Yeah, him. Yeah, and everyone's like, ah. So uh, then we had uh, Liverpool beat Leipzig. I didn't see that game at all, but Mal- Mala, Jesus, Salah and Mane. Uh, scored Curtis Jones got an assist and apparently Leipzig were a bit all over the place um, there was no um, Dominic Solipsoy I don't know no I saw that as well I don't know where Sabo is I've lost mm. track of him since he went to Leipzig yeah got very confusing um, for, yeah first yeah. I went on looking for Brendan Aronson I went no 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 wrong, wrong or B who am I wrong looking for here or B, I was yeah. like, wait, who, who was I looking for then I went oh Sabo where is he didn't yeah, like that but he wasn't wasn't anywhere Mm. Um, I actually don't know where he was and we don't have time to look it up so uh, tonight then we have loads load of Champions League games I just hate um, that they're on at the same time because there's only two sets each and it's just like why and there's no fans so just put one on at 6 and one on at 8 bastards UEFA come on um, oh by the way did you also see that they're not all they don't all have home games yeah it's, so it's, it, wait so, so do some of them have one leg or is, no 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 so like for instance um, with Leipzig yeah, they're playing the because oh, they're not playing they in play, Germany. No, they played yesterday in Budapest, mm. uh, in the Puskas Arena, I think. And then, I think they're playing in Liverpool, maybe. I think for so. Yeah. The second leg, but the away goals rule hasn't been scrapped. So yeah, of course, I can score an away, but but one of the teams doesn't get a home leg. Yeah, well, you're not going to remove no. You know, I I think it makes sense. 
Budapest is well, not to be really because like... the whole thing of a of a uh, in a way. Oh, I know. Goal is to because the other team has an advantage playing at home, but if one of the teams isn't playing at home, then that advantage shouldn't exist for the away team. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. Maybe you're right. Um, just get it together, UEFA. That's all I. I was going to say. I was going to say. I fully expect Sevilla to beat Dortmund tonight. This will be out when it's already when that game has happened. But I just want to say it. now. I could see a world where Dortmund, you know, Haaland gets a fucking hat trick and causes murder and goes ooh. But, yeah, but not Sevilla, I, against. I feel like oof. Sevilla. Are just I just think the midfield and just I think we could see an absolute. 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. Yeah, now, I, I also I, think I, like... I, I do think Dortmund will score, but I just... I think... I, I'm expecting... This is my prediction. Sevilla to just yeah. out-experience Dortmund. Dortmund are shambles yeah. anyway. Um, to kind of beat Dortmund and then everyone would be freaking out about the Dortmund player prices. As if Dortmund were supposed to challenge the Champions League. Yeah. I mean, like, you had, like, uh, the Sevilla keeper Bono, like, has been excellent. And then Diego Carlos and Jules Koundé. We were talking about Koundé. young French centre-halves. On the on one of the last last shows, Enzo and like Kunde has a has an absolute claim to fame there. See his goal. And if yes, I did. Um, he can score. He can pass. He can defend. He can head the ball. He, he's a complete package. This fella. Up at Mancano went to uh, Dor- uh, Bayern, I believe. Bayern, yeah, yeah. signed a, a contract with Bayern, and he had a bad game last night. And then everyone like, was like, "Who oh. should?" Uh. Yeah, but God bless Bayern. They they know when to move on players. Like uh, Alaba's leaving. Who's a fantastic, fantastic player? But like they know what to do in terms of long, like run by football people. They know what the fuck they're doing, and it is good to see. Upamecano is going to be like he'll be playing in the World Cup for France next time around, I'd imagine, because a few years at Bayern, he's going to be a monster. I think so too. Um, so and at Bayern as well, you have to show a bit more, a bit more. Uh, what do you call it? Cup on. Cop on, yeah. Bit more common sense. You know, like Manuel Neuer isn't going to stand there and watch him run all over the place like a headless chicken. Like, he's going to be like, just stand there and move when I tell you to move. I'm <laughs> Manuel Neuer. Do you understand? <laughs> I do the running. I, I do the running around here. You stay there. Um, so, yeah. And uh, speaking of Germans, uh, Timo Werner scored against Newcastle. Oof. Um, for the first time in a thousand minutes, I think he did. He scored. He will eventually um, cop on, but I don't know what he's doing. I think he's going to score an absolute load of goals once he clicks into it. Like, hmm. I think Chelsea are nearly back up to fourth or something. Yeah, yeah. they're back in fourth. Yeah. No, yeah he, he'll be all right. Lampard was sacked. They were like eighth or something. It's very tight in England at the minute. Yeah. Um. Now, Enzo, regular listeners of the show will know that we used to host a limited series podcast called the Brussia Song. Brush your show name Munch and Podcast, which is a podcast all about Brush and Munch and Gladbach. Um, and the manager, current manager of Brush and Munch and Gladbach is Marco Rosa, who we love, plays wonderful football, came from the Red Bull coaching system, used to play under Jurgen Klopp at Mainz, and has has done amazing things with Munch and Gladbach, got into Champions League, knockout, all that stuff. During the week, Munch and Gladbach announced that Marco Rosa... Before any other body else, the club, Munchagladbach announced that Marco Rosa was going to take over in the summer at Brussia Dortmund. He's switching brushes. And mm. Dortmund hadn't even announced it, but Munchagladbach didn't want their fans to hear it from Dortmund. They wanted them to hear it from themselves. And I personally think this is an absolute shambles because these are two teams. They're playing against two in the cup, are they not? They have a cup tie coming up. They're both in the, in the knockout rounds of the Champions League. They're both competing for Champions League spots in Germany, in the league. And they have an actual direct fixture coming up. And I just think, like, that's... I don't know. I, I think Rosa should be sacked immediately. What do you think about something like this happening? Um, I don't think... 
it's I wouldn't say sack Rosa immediately. I just think it's it's nasty from the club, from from both clubs. Um, Dortmund, it's fair enough in terms of trying to pick up a very 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 talented manager. But I just think Germany seems to work that way. Like you know, you see Bayern coming up being like, oh, we signed Robert Lewandowski, and everyone's just cool with it. It's like you're you're yeah, it is fucked, isn't it? It's kind of everything's for German football. You know, everything is is to build it up. Like they. Instead of getting Munchenglad to the top table, which he has successfully done, and he has them a much better team than what Dortmund are. Dortmund have more talented individuals, but in terms of an actual team, much much better. Yeah. Much better manage. That it's like. It's it's this kind of fucked up concept that like, still like their classicer like Borussia Dortmund are a big fucking team. Yeah, that, as if Borussia Dortmund are anybody like. Like it's a bad like, it's it's hard to say like I want to say it's a bad move for Rosa because I think he could have gone to a better club again, but I totally agree. Yeah, but Dortmund is still always a great project if they can like if they're holding on to Haaland, which who knows if they will, they probably won't. It's kind of, mm, I don't like it. Like I don't like it from Marco Rose's, Rose's point of view. Like it is a it's a match made in heaven. Like if you have investment in, invested interest in Dortmund players, it's a big fucking win. If you invested interest in Dortmund, it's a huge fucking win. But even the fact that like they're rivals, you know, Borussia Mönchengladbach, Borussia Dortmund, they're fighting for all that, and especially the time of year for that to be agreed, and like it's just Do you know what it feels like. Unprofessional. It's like it's like, it's like you don't give a fuck though. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think what happened was Dortmund said we need to announce this because Terzic, the caretaker manager, is not doing a good job. Uh, we're in a bad spot as a club. We might be about to get knocked out of the Champions League. We need to announce this. So if you want to do it, if you want to sign as the new Borussia Dortmund manager, we're announcing it. And that's an un- that's unconditional. And then Rosa went to Mönchengladbach and said, listen, uh, Dortmund are going to announce this, so I'll just leave that up to you. And basically forced... Borussia Mönchengladbach to have to announce it because how embarrassing would it be to not be the first ones to announce it? How, like, there's a time and place to make, though, like, wait until you're knocked out of the Champions League. Wait until the league's over. You know what I mean? You don't do it now. Exactly. No but, Dor- but I think Dortmund think... I don't know. I don't know what... I don't actually... The more I, I kind of follow what Borussia Dortmund are doing, I don't actually like them as a club. Oof. Because they... They don't seem to actually be interested in challenging for anything. Do you know what it is, Jason? What? Without fans in the stadium and being able to see the Dortmund fans and the yellow wall, you're just looking at Dortmund and it's not the same. Like in terms of like yeah. you're seeing them for what what the team is and what the organization is. I feel like it's almost they have that kind of thing of like the the fan base is of higher quality than the club itself. They feel kind of Everton-esque back in the David Moyes days where they were just happy to to not be in a relegation fight or top four. <laughs> yeah, but they build themselves as this number, two. this number two in Germany, which like I don't see it at all. Not since Klopp was there. No, obviously since when Klopp was there, it was, it was different than and before when they won the Champions League and stuff. But um, I also think that like Marco Rosa will do a fantastic job at Borussia Dortmund. As That's you brilliant. said, the squad at Dortmund is better then the squad is um, he did say they asked him would you like to take any players with you and he was like uh, yeah I wouldn't mind taking Marcus Turan with me but obviously it's their personal choice and stuff and I'm like okay don't also try and tap the players up <laughs> like yeah, don't don't just tap like Neuhaus I'm sure he'd fucking do anything oh to bring yeah him. I mean I'm trying to think who would you yeah you'd pick Turan you'd probably bring Neuhaus Elvedi um, huh oh no sorry the the left back Ben Sabini Ben Sabini yeah sorry yeah you bring him uh, I think Lars Stindl over the past 18 months is streets ahead of Marco <laughs> Royce, but whatever. 
Um, but he wouldn't move. He has integrity, I think. He wouldn't move. He might bring Stefan Liner with him, the right back, because he brings Stefan Liner with him apparently everywhere he goes. He's brought him from <laughs> Salzburg to uh, to Mönchengladbach and maybe Mönchengladbach to uh, Dortmund. Um, and, of course, he knows Erling Haaland because he coached him at Salzburg. Yeah. Um, so, like, will Haaland And It's definitely a, a great signing, but I just think it's it's... It would be like Klopp doing everything he did at Dortmund and then taking the the Bayern job. Yeah, well, it would be like yeah, it would exactly be like that. Or I'm trying to think, it would be like if at the height of when with the first the, when Spurs under Pochettino were getting into the late stage of the Champions League, if Pochettino went to Chelsea, I was going to say Arsenal because Arsenal are like struggling. And they yeah, but maybe, maybe yeah, but that that'd be so. But that would be like the worst possible thing. It'd yeah, be a slightly step down from that. Like but like if you went to, to the um, to Cologne, yeah, to, yeah, to Cologne, they they're beyond help. But uh, even Marco Rose have his work cut out for. Even though they just beat Munchaclava. Anyway, like yeah, so I just don't <laughs> think it's right or respectful, and it's like it, it doesn't well, even make sense because like if one was a mid-table team and one was a Champions League team, then fine, but not this. No, I guess his task is literally to challenge Bayern, and that's going to be very hard, even for Marco Rosa. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's not spend any more time on that. I I'm just, just want to say for, it off my chest. I was angry about it. If you're deeply interested in the likes of Gio Reyna, Sancho, Haaland, if they stay, then you're going to see great shit from them next year because Rosa will allow that to happen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, he will. Um, so I don't want to spend too much more time on any football stuff, Enzo, because there's a big conversation to be had uh, yeah. about what happened yesterday so we're recording this on tuesday no on wednesday (laughs) and on tuesday there was quite an event when uh tops launched their latest on demand set and we're going to put on demand in quotes and we can talk about what exactly on demand means uh later on but they launched the uefa champions league uh knockout set and 48 cards um, and a parallel in every box number parallel in every box and an auto in one in every three boxes. It was available on the Tops UK site, and which of course you can access. It's not geofence; you can access that site from all around the world. Um, and it sold out in a matter of minutes. It was on the um, German site. It was on the Spanish site as well. So Tops, so Tops. It was on Italy basically. or France. Was it on Tops.com in the states? No. I think it was, but I don't know. I think it was. I okay. Well, I don't. I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so. Um, the timer said like 14 days or whatever, but it actually sold out in a few minutes. And it was two sets maximum per customer. And um, the website, as usual, had a huge influx of traffic and, and was acting up. People people saying that they get messages like you have to sign in or you didn't do this or you didn't do that or it wasn't working. Um, and the price was the most interesting thing for me, Enzo. It launched at a price of, was it £30 sterling and €35? Euro? Yeah. Yeah. So that was obviously a much lower price, even than stuff like uh, Match Attacks Chrome. Or was it lower than Match Attacks Chrome? Yeah, lower. Lower, lower than summer signings. Half. Um, of half of the summer signings set that they released uh, were in the in the autumn, and the autograph checklist was Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Fatty, Kimmich, the first McKinney, for Ansu Fati. For Ansu Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gio Reyna is in there as well and a few others and then really good uh, parallel checklist I'll just try a couple of them uh, Joel Felix uh, Haaland Bellingham uh, Pedri Pedri's a rookie 
Pedri is a really good one. Yeah, that's a really good uh, parallel. I forgot about that. Um, so there's really good stuff in there. Neymar, Mbappe. Um, so fantastic set at a really low price point. Sold out in seconds or in Very minutes, low. I should say. Um, but at that lower price point, there was a huge market for it. And yeah. um, because there was such a huge market, a lot of people missed out. And a lot of people were going crazy. Do you want to take us through just a little bit of, of why people were so angry, in your opinion? Um, I think it's, it's, oh, it was a hard one. I think the, the set, if the set was twice the price, if Tops had launched at 70 uh, euro, um, I don't think anyone would have raised an eyebrow once they seen the checklist and the configuration. Right. So Tops grossly, grossly, grossly underpriced it. You'd have to imagine purposely because it's a very low price even for them. But I yeah, don't know it is, why. It is very low. It's a very like, low. Price. I'd love. I'd like to ask them that. Like, why was it that low? Because it was very, very low. And like, they definitely knew. Like, they're not idiots. You know, they put an Ansu Fati autograph in it, a Messi and a Ronaldo. They purposely loaded up this box and made it purposely cheap, and then limited it to two per two person as well. So maybe there was an attempt to grow the hobby a little bit, a bit of like land grab back from Futera maybe who have recently really been popping off maybe it's because they have a long list of shit coming out soon and, and they wanted to get the party started or the ball rolling with this specific release it, I didn't I couldn't fully understand the price point that oh, I feel so for, for reference behind it. the the summer signing set that, that hasn't had a, lo- a good life at resale um, yeah. and that was what 50, 55 euro when it came out yeah I think yeah 55, Something, 60 55, 60 euro when it came out the on-demand set that I can remember before that was the Bundesliga Stars of the Season one from 2920. That was like 28 euro or something when it came out. With no so, real good autos. With no Le- uh, autos at all. No, I think Leon Bailey was one in three, was it not? Oh, sorry, I just didn't get one. <laughs> <That's Yeah. laughs> but there wasn't really any good autos. Yeah, and then the, the Summer Signings one, Gareth Bale was the biggest auto on that. Uh, and there was some Bellingham parallels and stuff. Serginio Dest auto. Serginio Dest auto. But... This was a much better set than either of those, and yet was priced in the middle. So it was, I suppose, in, in theory, a, a good thing, except it didn't turn out that way. Yeah, I think a lot of people haven't missed out. Because there was a lot of people that did text me saying they did get it, but a lot of people that missed out, I think, felt... I think because it was such a low price point, it almost hurt more to miss it. Because it was such a yeah. good set, and it was so cheap. Because so often, like to buy two boxes in the hobby sets you back. Like, you're not getting it for 70 quid. No, you know, yeah, yeah. So, I think that definitely impacted people. Um, so you felt stream. like you were missing out on more. Yeah, I think yeah, it became counter well, too. Like, like, in some way, like if if tops had a price that box at a hundred, I think the outrage would have been less, which is like weird. But again, well, the I outrage suppose, came from yeah the immediate uh, reselling of from the distributors who have stock as well. They priced it super super high, so I think maybe it was one fifty pound. Is about 170 euro yeah i think it is so what happened was then they released it and tops released it it sold out and then immediately you had by the way for this entire conversation just for the listeners not uh information we're not going to be talking about any specific apart from ourselves any specific uh distributors resellers anybody any specific twitter accounts or instagram accounts or any specifics at all because uh it's not worth it really things got very very much in that direction yes it's, it's not the point it's not that's not the point so people originally saw this thing which was priced low shoot up at resale and they felt as if they were being people felt as if they're being exploited yeah but it, it i think again i don't know like 
for starters, I think people are being exploited to an extent, but I'm, I'm saying every time Chrome drops, it drops at 100 and it resells for 600 straight away. Like, it's not... It's, we've seen the same thing we always see, and that's why I feel like because the price was so low is why we got that reaction. But I do think that reaction has been coming. Like, you know, I, I understand. Where it's yeah, from, it's like, been bubbling ang- up. If you, if you ask people, they'll say the anger is the resellers having so much shit and selling at such a high price. But, like, I think the reason it triggered so much this time is because the price was so low, the set was really good. Because, like, always, Tops Chrome, the whole website crashed, everyone was pissed off, but people kind of almost shrugged their shoulders and accept that, and now it's 600 quid, you know? Well, I think it's as well, it's... Uh, we obviously know ends up doing the podcast since middle of last year that um, there's been so many people coming into the hobby now, and one of the things we get so often in our DMs and in our Q&A show and all is people saying, I just got here, how can I get a box? Like, I, I don't want to spend 500 euro on something. I don't want to spend 250 yeah. euro on something. And this was something where people, I think it was almost a false dawn where people were like, oh, I can finally, oh, no, I can't. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it wasn't, I can see the thinking behind setting a price low because it's accessible, but that just doesn't work in practice. Like, for instance, it opened it opened the the, the market for more outrage because like if it's a hundred, there's a lot of people that said, "Oh, I wouldn't have bought that anyway." Because that happened like literally today. For example, um, Futera uh, put out their yeah. weekly unique live drop, and uh, the PSG. First of all, there was Phil Foden. I think was in Man City. Goal plate Martinelli. Martinelli was in the was in uh, the Phenoms, which is goal plated for Arsenal, and then uh, there was a. Mbappe. Mythicals Mbappe, which is like 24 car gold, really cool. Um, and I was on the site at one o'clock and it sold out in like five seconds, apparently. It's only like five, this was like an all five Mbappe and, a, and one, one of one. So I didn't get one of the six that were available. And uh, I was sad, but also I wasn't really sad because it was 100 quid. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I didn't get that. But also I still have 100 quid. So yeah. I can do 35. other things with that. 35 i'm like i could have gotten three of those for 100 like you know yeah it's really frustrating well it was max two but i get you or sorry i could have got two of them yeah and it would have been grand so people were going mad but then there was this whole other thing where um the price was so high immediately people were saying did two separate issues why are these resellers why do they have so much stock and they're selling it so high why would tops not just sell it all themselves so we have to talk about that and also there was a question of bots now one thing Enzo I don't know if you saw this but one thing I saw which I hadn't actually seen I knew knew went on but I hadn't seen openly I saw an account on Twitter and again not naming anybody and they said something like oh my god we took so much UEFA Champions League knockout stock and I was like oh maybe they're uh a reseller like we have soccercarsunited.com there's a store there we resell stuff I'm like maybe this is a competitor I'm going to go check out their prices and what I found was this service where you pay a subscription and they basically set you up with a bot hmm. so that you can always get releases and I was seeing all these screenshots of people being like got my two from the top's website thanks to this account who like I, I think like hooked them up with a bot or something yeah, and yeah. that's just like whatever about that happening i don't think i'd ever seen anybody openly bragging about using bots before have you ever seen that mm. no never i think maybe in the sneaker world i did um 
if that's a service, they're obviously going to try brag about it and get their name out because if it's a service, yeah. they want people. But then their success ultimately will damage themselves because if you had a hundred thousand people on your service, you're not going to be able to. It's not going to work. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, I just so I hadn't fun. seen that before. That was very like I do think there is a thing in in maybe I'm naive, but I do think there is a thing in sports cards where there's this like fear of bots. Like I actually think a lot of people in a lot of cases underestimate the demand for products. And a lot of what people say is, oh, the bots got them. It's like, no, you just can't imagine how many people exactly like you are sitting there refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, like, I totally agree. I think, yeah, for bots, I think more can be done. Like, literally, just having a randomized, like, when you go to checkout, just have an absolute random thing you have to click on a random point of the screen would stop a bot because the bot is literally set up to follow specific rules. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I'm not going to get into internet safety. Um, no, but I just I think bots generally are not as big of an issue. As big an issue, we think. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking, even like somebody worse at the math. Yeah, go ahead. I've been really lucky on on top drops uh, towards the like start of the year. No, last year, the end of last year. Like, but I missed out on Champions League Museum, but Bundesliga Museum, I got it. Sapphire, I got it, and those are all on the website. You know. And obviously bots don't get everything, but I don't think they're as big an issue. And like people DM me a lot saying that they got they they managed to get the Champions League knockout. Yeah, I think the people, th- the thing a lot is, people did get them, yeah. You can't not everyone can get them. Like it's such a good sign for the market that people are so pissed off. Not that they're pissed off, but like that there's such a demand. Because they made like three thousand I think five hundred boxes or three thousand four hundred, something like that. And there was so much demand for it, which is good, and so many people frustrated didn't get it, but like if they create, they could have literally created one million boxes of that on-demand thing and just made the autos harder to get or whatever, or had a bigger auto checklist. You know, get creative with it. They could make a million and they'd still be on the site now. People could be able to buy them, but guess what? You're not going to want them. No, it'd be completely worthless. Do you mean so Look, it, imagine, it is a like fine? The people, there's one pound, one pound or one euro uh, packs of match attacks that have Messi and all the rookies in them. Like not rookies, potential autos. Potential, what did I say rookies yeah but that's what I'm saying like there's a fine balance like of course you're going to be pissed yeah. off but I think the anger went south very fast yeah and I also saw a lot of people saying that and we are going to rep, by the way we're going, to, we're going to try we're trying to represent all sides of this argument but like I also saw people saying that oh you know I've been collecting for X amount of years and now I can't get my hands on product and this isn't fair and this isn't right and it's like but that's what happens when it when it when something grows like that's just what happens like it's i that's i don't know i had to explain that it's just the market's bigger now and yeah, i saw and people it, saying oh p- tops need to set up some sort of a, a, a montgomery club style situation for europe where you get a membership and then the members get this but then it becomes well i can't get a membership yeah because not everyone can have a membership because exactly. there's only so much boxes there's only if so there many boxes there's only so many, if there so many memberships if there wasn't only so many boxes then the boxes are you know they're match attacks yeah, so it, it is it is genuinely a balance. Now, okay, so that's so. Tops, we are number one. The pricing was strangely low from Tops, which is technically a good thing for us as consumers if we can grab one. But it kind of resulted in more anger, which is weird. Like it's so counterintuitive to think less rage would have happened if we charged people more money. Yes, isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. But it's because. If you for every ten euro increase in price you go, you knock out another section of the demand. 
Yeah, and you also impact the, the resellers' profit margins. Yes. So, speaking of resellers' profit margins, these instantly shot up at resale. Um, Crazy. And people were buying them. Now, of course, there was the usual stuff about there were private buyers, were they real sales, were they shield sales? I'll say this, though. Some, there? there were some accounts that went fucking mental on Twitter and then hit me up saying, oh, yeah, but I bought one at 200 you mean there were some accounts saying that uh, what was what was going huge on? Huge Twitter beef, huge beef about how ridiculous it all is, and then also in the, in this then hit me up and said, "Yo, I bought one of these for two hundred. For me, like there, there's such a because there is like just actions and words, Jason. You know what you say yes. and what you do. I don't think I think a lot of people. It's just an important concept. You can't you can't complain. Your actions need to match your words. You can't. Um, you can feel hard done by, you can feel like it's a scummy, you can feel like changes need to happen, but if you are contributing to the price gouging, if you're not doing anything in your actions to actually change something, yeah. then you shouldn't be giving it all that on, on social media. Especially because, like, that that's a great point, because there are people who will who will rant and rave and want to rant and rave, want to be part of the conversation, but also don't want to miss out. And But it's like, your opinions, we can all just come up with opinions. We all have lots of opinions about stuff. But the only people whose opinions really matter are the people who back those opinions up with actual principles. So mm. you say, here's what I think. And, like, for instance, I don't think I, you should ever buy a, a card of a player, a rookie. I don't think you should ever buy a rookie card if you haven't, if you haven't seen the player play. That's my opinion. You bought Xavi Simons. I bought Xavi Simons. I bought a Kai Suriza Teal. So that's my opinion. But I don't back that up with, with actual. In most cases, I've been no uh, like. Okay, I don't buy some players. Most players I don't you know, buy. I haven't seen them. Don't buy McCoke. Don't buy Matthew Hoppy. I haven't seen them play. But it's my like that's that is there are examples of me not doing it. So then, if I was to scold you and say you shouldn't buy, you could say, well, that's your opinion, Jason. But at the end of the day, you've done that, and then I would have to go. Yeah, all right. I probably shouldn't get too worked up. <laughs> so we are all hypocrites. But you can't pretend like you're not. You know? Okay, and okay. As well, the the thing about it, the, the, what I saw on Twitter, and it, it was crazy. There's one specific reseller who probably misjudged their release price for this release. Tone deaf as well. Tone, a tone deaf uh, release and a tone deaf response to a lot of the yeah um, comments that were coming in. Um, and one thing I saw was a lot of people talk, going in and finding this companies, this business's information this bit, talking <laughs> about oh, well, they, they're this company name and they run by these people and this that and the other and um, saying like well why aren't certain people from tops here to account for this is at like 11 o'clock at night you know? Do you know what pissed me off? Can I say I missed a lot of that because my phone, my phone was fucked right. so I didn't yeah, see yeah. the specifics however what I did see because I was fucking flying on and off so many people this pissed me off as well I'm slightly detouring but so many people were tweeting all that during the game Barcelona during PSG, the Barcelona PSG game Mbappe Hattrick Mbappe versus Messi and there was people literally trying to drag individuals on Twitter during that time which like, I was like enjoy enjoy the sport but also like there was outrage um, but that did bother me a little bit because there, there was a lot of people that were pissed off because like, we have to like there was a lot of people pissed off there was a lot of people pissed off they didn't get a box. Not because they wanted to rip the box, but because they wanted to sell the box. Yes. And that's a Absolutely. bit... Absolutely. I don't know, but uh, when we get to it, sorry, go back to that. 
finding the company information, dragging anyone and everyone on Twitter. Dragging it was people, a mob, it was mob mentality. It was an anonymous yeah. account mentality as well. It was a bit. It was a. It was a shit show. It really was. It was like a, a kind of a dark day, like you know, because as well as you say, Enzo, there's people there who are saying, like, right, I'm not. We're not going to name just for the purpose of not sending them any more grief. We don't know them, but that's just not. Um, are you pulling like, up tweets? No, I'm pulling up the the website of this one particular reseller. Oh, sorry, who I was taking a lot of, <laughs> No, who was taking a lot of, a lot of shit, right? So I'm on their website now, and I'm going down to the soccer uh, thing category, okay. and I'm seeing what they've taken on as stock, right, for their resale. Okay. So they have this on demand set. They have um, summer signings. I saw they bought that. That's that was out months ago and hasn't sold out. They have Tops Best of the Best. This is people who apparently have a relationship with Tops, right? Best of the Best. They have Cristiano Ronaldo set. I see the Premier League Prism, £500 a box. I think that's what you can get it for from Panini. Uh, they had uh, some Champions League Chrome last year. They had Match Tax Festa box. So they're stocking a lot of stuff. Then I go into um, their baseball. They've Yeah, they have baseball stuff as well. So like, I think one of the things people are forgetting is if you are a reseller or if you are a distributor and I, no matter how loosely I don't know if you have a contract I don't know if you just know a guy whatever but it's all very well and good getting super angry when a quote unquote distributor or a quote unquote reseller has a bulk stock of a product you want but in this specific example these people also bought a presumably the same amount if not more of summer signings which nobody wanted which they haven't been able to sell which I know for a fact they've reduced the price of since they first started selling it because it's not moving now if you're a Tops why like if Tops can't say oh this is a good set so we're putting it on our website but take our bad sets Hmm. like it's every business is trying to risk manage themselves and it's immature and naive to think oh why can't tops just give me the sets that i want and make those fuckers buy the sets i don't want because otherwise there'd be no incentive to make them buy the sets you don't want Hmm. it seems obvious to me i think i think one of the big like bring it rounding back to my phone story jason desperately trying to get a phone buying an iphone gonna set me back a thousand euro maybe 800 900 a thousand euro that phone was not made for a thousand euro or fucking 600, 700. 50 yeah. euro, 100 euro, maybe 150. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. So, like, I, I think the, the thing that kind of fucks with people's heads is that there's no physical structure. If you go into Smith's, which is like our card, not card, it's our toy store here, where you can get Panini, Panini Premier League stickers. Panini Premier League stickers, along with every single toy, every single thing in that shop, is being charged to us at a markup. Because the they weird thing is, it, because they they're retailers. There's no physical retail shops apart from local card stores in the states. But like in Europe, there's no physical, there's no local card stores, there's no physical retail shops to take on this. Like that that release had to be online only because it was like three thousand four hundred boxes. You can't have a deal with Smith's Toys Superstores and have three thousand four hundred boxes. They probably have more than three thousand fucking um, not Smith's, but like similar shops to that have more more stores than there is boxes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean I presume. The way people were talking, I think it comes down to a, a, a US. I, f- I saw more people angry in Europe because obviously we're starved of product. Yeah. But I presume, and I don't know this for a fact, but I presume that if you go to your local card store in the States, 
they're not selling it to you at what it costs them to buy it for because then they wouldn't actually have a business yeah and people talk about well, what's going to happen when the hobby like how are we going to make sure that after the hype dies the hobby continues that's why tops are that's why tops are building a distributor network is because when a lot of who's here now could be even you and me included so when a lot of us <laughs> decide to get into fly fishing tops still want the people who are going to come along and say i'll take 100 boxes of that and i'll have yeah, to work like, harder to market it yeah you need to look at the states like people need to really like a lot of the people that were outraged haven't been here for longer than 12 months that's a fact i know that from the dms i know that from what you see on twitter and i know that from even us you know what I mean? a lot of people have not been here for 12 months yeah and i think that you need to realize that tops and the individuals running it have been here for a few years yeah their models their model has existed in the states for a decade i know we said we're not naming specific places but i'm going to name the ones in the states you have cardboard connections steel city collectibles dark cards there's another one i can't remember they all are doing the same shit like it's the same setup it was literally trialed there it worked the hobby's healthy therefore it worked now it's happening here it's tried it's trusted it's tops like tops europe are getting the go-ahead from tops us i don't think it's perfect i think it can be improved i have a lot of opinions on how to improve it um but just seeing some of the people dragging dragging um these individuals from tops on twitter like you need to you need to realize there was a point in time like jason we look at the erling halland because it's so important to know that so much work was put in by tops and I'm saying tops because Panini have been fucking walking around doing nothing, selling shit for 600, selling ass products for 800. No, no face, no face on social media to say to say dick. Yeah. Nothing. Futera, God bless them. Adam, since Adam joined, they've been doing it. But before that, no one fucking. We were the ones talking about it. And no one even spoke about Futera. Yeah. He's doing a great fucking job there. Props to him. But tops have been the fucking leaders, whether you will like it or not. Tops have given you the most fire product, whether you like it or not. Tops have given it to you at the best price, whether you like it or not, whether you got it or not. And we look back at the Erling Haaland, Jason. Because these, the, these are the people the people working at Topsa have literally staved away for a few years. And I'm not going to... We shit on Topsa on a weekly basis. This is the one time I'm defending them. And I'm going to go back to n- normal... normal yeah, by the way, Lost, Lost Rookies was a fucking shit set. So go ahead, Enzo. Oh, it got so bad after the first four. After... Oh, anyway. Virgil van Dijk, don't get me started. I don't know how that didn't <laughs> cause more outrage. But I'm still pissed. Because nobody they, wanted they it. The, That's why. And they... Bef- the John Terry of 49 was still for sale on the Italian site and then Van Dyke came out without the of 49 because you need to sell shit. If shit doesn't sell, it doesn't make, get made, blah, blah, blah. But people that were slaving away for ages before anyone was in the fucking hobby, gave a fuck about the hobby, people that literally have hugely influenced you creating the hobby, slaved the fuck away on tops now. We look back at the Erling Haaland and go, damn, look at that tops now, only 174. Back then, they were doing work and they were like, fuck, 174 sold, what the fuck? And it was a shit show. Now we look back at it and it's iconic because it's so rare. I knew who the fuck Erling Haaland was when that happened. I watched that Champions League game where he got a hat-trick. I thought he yeah. was incredible. I didn't know shit about Tops now. No, I had no idea what Tops now was at that stage. Demu Koko comes out, there's 43,000 people who have never watched soccer bought the kid because they heard it buzz. Yeah. Like, so much has gotten... like so, They're obviously not perfect. It's so fucked up. And, like, it was just such a bad situation. But there wasn't enough people saying, holy shit. Ansu Fahiatos, you threw Ronaldo in as well, you threw Messi. Like they could have left Messi and Ronaldo off that checklist for autos. They could have saved their autos, put it somewhere else. And you fucking charged 35 euro? Yeah. What? Like no one, people got dragged. People were deleting Twitter accounts. People were fucking anonymous accounts. People's personal information was getting dragged. Like it was, 
it was fucking nasty top to start to finish yeah like and I, then I actions just, jason yeah one, one, actions and words actions and words it was people dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging and then saying oh i got i got two boxes for 400 what yeah yeah why if you really think it's that bad an idea why did you buy them ah <sighs> i was sad that my phone did not have battery i was ready to fight but no, also I, mean, I was like, i understood it as well don't get me wrong yeah and i'm like for me i'm not defending like i i don't know the distributor. i don't really understand what what tops model is i don't know if we're do, are we doing because they're, they're combining online direct online sales with a kind of distribution network that they're trying to build and all this stuff's going on and it's confusing and we're in covid so they can't actually get anything into stores even if they wanted to and um all that stuff like for instance um panini there's nobody from panini that you can find on twitter to give you we any information when i'm filling I'm out, sorry, can i, can I yeah. say i'm so sad tuesday happened because i literally said to you jason i have a plan for this week's episode and i'm gonna drag the fuck out of panini and then this happened and i, I, I just couldn't do it this week but i will get to yeah them. no like i i think yeah i think it is hard i think we're all discovering it we're in the middle of a gold rush and that's when you that's why people are getting let's just let's not we're all grown-ups here let's be honest mm. that's why people are getting as angry as they can because yeah, i don't when, want i don't want people saying all oh, the kids can't get this there, there ain't no kids that tried to buy that so no there's not stop like just stop it if you're talking about stickers and adrenaline xl stickers talking about stickers talking about this talking about that i understand and like i do think that there like needs to be whatever maxi like chrome was honestly one of the perfect balances of being able to produce high quantity but having that still i got a parallel i got an auto you know yeah and like it's fine and there should be enough for kids there should be enough for collectors but like if to be honest as well i will say this if you are a collector we always joke and so like i'm a collector you're a collector we're all collectors if you are a collector <laughs> and you're like oh i really want a uh weston mckenney auto from this set if you're honest with yourself you could probably get one once all of the singles go on eBay for a reasonable price, so yeah. you can I mean, collect this is, singles. This is a set where, like, this isn't like a Topps Chrome where it's all these different packets. Who knows what you're getting? You know what forty-eight cards you're getting. You're getting one of them will be a parallel, and you might get an auto. You can buy that parallel, I guarantee, for cheaper than not that expensive. And then the auto, if you're like, if you're just pissed off because you missed out on the possibility of getting Ansu Fati auto. Like, that's just you being pissed off that you didn't get to gamble for cheap. But, like, of course, that's the fun of it. But I'm just saying is, like, I just don't think the outrage matched what happened. No. I mean, I think as well, like, one thing to say is that I'm in my day job working um, with customers in a different industry at the moment. And everybody right now in, like, winter, winter, spring uh, 2021, like, everyone is losing their minds. We're like a year into COVID where vaccines are being rolled out, all that stuff. Everyone is like at the end of their tether, especially in Europe where we just haven't been able to get a handle. Don't there's a country in Europe that's gotten a handle on COVID yet. We're all in and out of lockdown. We're all going crazy. The hobby for a lot of people has become the hobby. Like this is what they do. This is what we're all into now. Yeah, like, We haven't had a, a release from Tops in a while. Definitely yeah. builds it up as well builds it up a lot of weight of expectation there was no checklist put out it was all just a lot and then we saw these resellers so straight away that's straight away coming in and 
and all that stuff, right? So let's talk about Enzo from our point of view. Because yeah. we whatever we said, da, 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 we, people can take whatever we just said at face value and judge it however they want and, you know, send us in letters. But um, from our point of view, Enzo, so we announced a few weeks back, maybe a, nearly a month ago, that we had been trying to figure out how to build a, a how to monetize the podcast because yeah. we do the show twice a week lots of people like it lots of people listen to it it's really fun but at the end of the day it is some work to produce so we figured how can we do it justify doing it and also how can we make it better and do other content and do yeah. as much as we we're can 10 minutes, grow the hobby in we're, Europe we're 10 minutes into Dortmund Sevilla and I just can't wait to watch it like, this is the sacrifices yeah we make. because the people at the phone shop messed you around Oh fucking boss! Because so had just said, "Yeah, here's a phone. We'd be finished by now." So we didn't want to take ads. We didn't want to do this. We didn't want to do that. So we said, "Let's launch this site where we'll sell sealed wax at a really good price, and people can buy it if they want and support the show." So we've we've been trying to get uh, supply deals with uh, Panini, who are very difficult to deal with because they don't. <laughs> You think Tops have a fucked up model? Panini is like they don't either. Is no, no don't model. get me started. It's just crazy. I've had so it's many. Insane. I've not. Yeah, I've not got one reasonable response from any Panini person at all. No, we've got response. Like I prefer when they who, don't respond. There, there are people who seem nice who have relationships with Panini, but if you want to talk to someone in Panini, they will literally just send you to somebody else. Yeah. So. And then, or they'll charge you five hundred euro per prison box on Panini. uk. So, and then with Tops, when we managed to get a, a, a arrangement with Tops, now before anyone asks, we don't have a big legally binding contract. We don't have this. We don't have that. We just have an arrangement with Tops. That's all I'm just gonna say, right? We don't get any products at any cheaper prices than anybody else. Um. But we have certain quantities we have access to. Is that fair to say, Enzo? Yeah. Right. So we have on our site we have some summer signings. We have we had Match Tax Chrome. Um there was some museum there, but you got that at retail, Enzo. Yeah, I just sold my own boxes. I wasn't given that. That's they were just your personal stuff. And then this this thing comes out. So we get access to a certain amount of this this uh, new knockout set. And we think, oh, that's great. We have a 3x guarantee, so we know we're never going to sell it at a max. That our maximum we can ever go is three times what it cost us. Um, yeah, we'll never, like, we, we literally, we, we never said, like, oh, let's just make sure we're 10% below what resale is. Because that's not, you're not doing it. No, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't value our pricing based on what other people are selling it at. We, we have cost-based pricing. So... Because yeah. we actually do genuinely think, and this goes back to words versus actions, we genuinely do think that resale prices for sealed wax are way too high. They're fucked. They're disgraceful. They're fucked. We're never going to be able to grow the hobby if someone has to drop minimum 200 euro to get anything of any use. Yeah. So, and you don't see us going on and like, people that, like, we're literally sat here for the last, whatever, half an hour saying you shouldn't people shouldn't be going after the personal details and going after people personally some of whom these people by the way who are getting dragged are our direct competitors 
and also people that are walking around being you know there's their company is faceless our faces are here you know and like i i always seen that i was like damn like no none of these accounts have faces like they don't seem real i don't, I don't know why they don't do that and then yesterday happened and i was like oh <laughs> oh i see why they don't do i it. see yeah, because i see yeah. but it's like it's, if, you're, if wanted, you're they wanted a face people were like i need um, yeah give me a face give me a face to cause i think a lot of people just don't understand the business model distribution model that tops operate on including they you. don't get it <laughs> no we we don't fully like i don't get it but i like i don't get it but i know that there's I know there's a lot of data behind it and I know the entire model happened in the States and that's what they're implementing. I do think, as our store shows, there could be improvements. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think just because it worked in the States, it's acceptable. Look at the States. Cardboard Connections, Steel City Collectibles, cards. I think every single one of them are, are price gouging and it's really, really bad. Even though they benefit hugely and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot more into it. They also probably have a lot of like t- tens of thousands of best of the best or some shit like that that they may, may never move or whatever. But I do. I just... I think it comes down to actions and words, Jason. Like, yeah, so anyway, so we found ourselves with some of these boxes to shift. And we were so excited because we were like, oh, we have these boxes. People are going to want these. We saw the checklist. We were like, oh, this is fire. People are going to love yeah, we this. Like, we know like we have we have really good prices. We have our, and we have our finger on the pulse. We know, like, when we see it, like, you see that set as everyone else did when it hit the website. You know it's good. Yeah, because we're primarily, we're not, we're not actually, like we're not Detached online retailers, retailers. we're the we're podcasters who have a store yeah so we're covering it uh, we're covering it nothing happens really that we don't and who have like see. technically again have been have been given a good connection and be given again essentially the opportunity to test our business model and can this work even though we've independently yeah, can you put our limits on ourselves like we could sell it a five six seven x it doesn't it no, matter, like we we want to prove that you can do you can actually resell stuff at a reasonable price, and we can grow this thing sustainably because we actually want a healthy, mature, developed hobby. Okay. I'm not interested in everybody, you know, printing money for six months and then the whole thing going belly up. Like, yeah. you know, this is not this like is not GameStop stock. No, God no. We're trying to s- sustainably and sensibly, like it, it, and it's one of the hardest things to do. I'm going to say this now. Nobody listening, first of all, and no one else that has a connection that I've seen in the state has done it or would do this. It's very fucking hard to sell something for 100 when you see it selling for 200. <laughs> yes. Point blank, period. 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 I mean, there's no one telling you you have to do that. I mean, you tell me because I'd be like, yo, Jason. I tell you, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> So it's, we, it's so, like yeah, no, say it's it's just like, and I know we probably seem really defensive right now, but that's just because I don't know. Yesterday was just I was just disappointed by a lot of what we saw. So let me tell you how let me tell you how we dealt with. I, it. I was so both disappointed this, and fully understood it. But continue, because I remember no, when I Chrome understood. sold out. No, no, I know, I know. I understood it, but I can still be like, whoa. I understand the <laughs> anger, but then there's like a very different. There's a very, very different. There's between places being to direct angry. it. Yeah, and then like being like, "I'm coming after you," especially when you see accounts that don't have names on them. Like it's all very well and good. Like for- someone with an anonymous account being like, "Where is this person?" and then their full name. Oh yeah, can I say I'm good with um, the critics the criticism of the distributors. I think they should be held accountable. They should be criticized. Oh yeah, absolutely. But 
Don't shop at those. They have crazy prices. Yeah, that's that's literally hit them in the money. Jason, can you were about to say something else? What we're so doing. we had because um, we don't know how other distributors do it. We don't know how they decide on their price. We don't know how Tops decide on their price. We do know how we decide on our pricing, um, and we, how we decide on how we do things. So we launched the website a few, um, well, like a few weeks ago, and we had some people buy very helpfully. They bought some stuff off us. They got some good prices on stuff, um, and a lot of people have been receiving those packages. And thank you for supporting the show. So we knew we had this, um, these boxes of stuff that was going to be very popular, big high demand. Um, how do we distribute it fairly? So we thought, right, how do we do this? Well, first of all, let's let's look after the people who have already bought stuff from us, because they ultimately took yeah. a punt. We had never fulfilled an order before. We had never, you know. Yeah. Like we could have been. Some anybody. people. Some people. Some people bought a, a panini foot tin and just DM me and said, yo, I just did that to support y'all. Excited to open it, but just keep doing what you're doing. Love y'all. Yeah, so some people like supported the show and bought some stuff. And then some people said, oh, I don't want to buy any of this stuff or I don't have any money to buy any of this stuff right now, but I do want to buy something from these guys in the future, so I'm going to subscribe to the mailing list. We've been going on and on about the mailing list on the show. Um, there is a mailing list. And we said, we're going to, te- we're going to email you with a bit of notice we're not going to do like a pull of tops and email you after it's all gone so <laughs> um, we said right let's look at the people who are on the mailing list who have bought stuff from us before and what we did was we password protected our site and we sent them an email um, with 12 hours saying here look for the next 12 hours here's the password to the site nobody else has it except you it's one box per customer and the price is 99 euro 99 cents so it's under 100 euro for this box that's below 3x we didn't maximize 3x even though we could have it's important to point that out yes it's important to point that out because it it's it's really what it costs us what is was more than what top seller for obviously because we have to get we get it to to us we have to import all that stuff we have to package it ship it all the rest um Another thing that's actually really fucked up, Jason, and sad is that some people were not signed on the mailing list and then when they bought, they had bought some stuff off us, but they had opted to not be reached for marketing purposes. Marketing so we were like, purposes. oh shit. We literally yeah. can't because even though we're sure they want them boxes, like we're all but positive they wanted one. I'm not going to violate GDPR. Yeah, literally, we can't break data protection laws. So it was kind of shit. And I was like, oh, I could message them on, on, on Twitter. And I was like, no way, I can't. No, they've, so they've asked shit. not to be contacted for marketing purposes. So if you yeah. have bought something from us, opt in and mistakenly did that opt in yeah that was yeah. just it because we don't send term, bullshit so emails we're not going to be like oh have you seen this like we're just going to email you about no. good stuff um, so we so sent up the email to, to those people and we said right for the next 12 hours there's enough for each one of you if he's wanted there's one per customer if you if you buy more than one we are going to come at you because we have a small we have a small enough volume we can do this we're going to come at you we're going to cancel your yeah. order and you might not get any then yeah like we're gonna look at who we emailed, go through them all, match the addresses, and if there's a new address up, it's refunded and cancelled and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So then, twelve hours later, we emailed our wider mailing list, people who may or may not have bought anything, but they are signed up, and we said, "Hey, now you all have the password for another twelve hours." Uh, what was the password, this- Jason? Oh, the password is Mason Mount, nineteen ninety nine. You see, we threw in the nineteen ninety nine last minute because I said they might they might figure it out. Yeah, those bastards will guess it. Um, <laughs> so then we gave those people, and that we're still in that period at a time of recording, and some of them been buying again one per customer, and 
as of midnight tonight, about when the podcast drops, uh, there's no password on the site, and there might be some left. For pre- these are for pre-sale. Obviously, you don't have them in hand yet. But for pre-sale, there are probably some left. You can go and get them if you would like. And what we discovered, Enzo, is that it's really hard to do the to sell a product that has inherent value. Like if I want to buy a pair of, it's weird to sell something that has resale value because you are handing somebody because like, you could buy from us same way you could buy from Tops and resell if you wanted. You could nearly get as good a margin as we got out of it. Yeah, selling what you buy it from us from on eBay. You can get you can get a better margin if, uh, or at least more money. If it is still selling for two hundred, yeah, you could flip it for twice what 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 it cost us, and that is hard to do. Like that, like from our point of view, like it's so, and it, it's also hard to fucking find ways to not just end up with the sharks having everything. Thankfully, our numbers are small now. We're trying to build infrastructure because if our numbers get bigger, it's going to be really messy with bots, and I don't even want to think about that. But like mailing list mention it on the podcast these are kind of ways we're going to try to get shit out like maybe you know i think in future we could literally just have a podcast where we we literally say this is the password and you literally have to listen to the podcast and we're not telling you where it is in the podcast that's what i'm saying that way it's like yeah like at some point in this hour we say what the password is but then you know and yeah if it's one per person they listen it's messy it's messy it's really really messy it's hard it is difficult but like i'm saying like it's funny jason because we've got so much you know, before we we launched this, like a lot of people had started buying, a lot of people DM'd us, a lot of people gave us love. Like, it's fucked up that we can sell at almost three x and get people like we're patting ourselves on the back. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucked, but that's how bad it is that that's actually good. But like, also at the same time, it is so difficult to to be sitting on a quantity of product that you could sell for twice what you're selling it for, because that fucking scales fast that margin and even to just know like i'm selling this to a person who could just flip it and i'm basically i'm just handing this person money yeah but like but so it, it's hard. but it's, we're it's, doing it for the same reason that tops give it to distributors is because we're exactly. growing the hobby like tops exact tops are in the same boat they know they could have sold it for seven again i still think 35 was too low but they know they could have sold it for 70 but why didn't they there, there's a re, there's method to the madness and it's the same thing we're doing even though it's, it's fucking hard for us it must be very fucking hard for tops but they're sole goal is to prevent junk wax error their sole goal is to keep the hobby going which is beneficial for every fucker that owns a card and gives a fuck about the hobby a lot of people were pissed off that they couldn't just flip a box and make money and they don't actually give a shit about it like we're collectors but we're still also in we're in it we're in it you know yeah and i i think um again let's be honest like anyone who's not a listener of ours anyone who's not a, a like an actual fan of the show stopped listening a long time ago because this is really we were trying to work out like how do we cover this how do we talk about this on the podcast how do we do this and basically we're like we just have to talk about it from our own point of view because yeah so many so many people like my phone was fucked but so many people hit us up and said did you get any boxes and i didn't know how to answer that question <laughs> yeah so I was like, well, yeah, because it's like, boxes, yeah, but you know? we're gonna, we're gonna, sell, rip we're gonna rip a couple of them, but sell them, yeah. It's um, very hard, and we're doing one per customer, which is even less than what Tops are doing. Tops are doing two per customer. What a statement! <laughs> we're doing less. We um, Tops should have done one per customer, but again, those are all like. There's so much shit that goes into deciding that it does change per product. They they are changing shit up. They I think they'll they may try raffles at some point like you wouldn't know i mean we might end up trying raffles like take the mailing list because at some point the mailing list will be bigger because not that many people signed up the mailing list at some point the mailing list will be bigger than the quantity we have and it'll be a case of 
pulling names out of a generator yeah. or whatever. I think this time there was enough for everybody on the mailing list. But I think password protection is, is a way to go because then when we send out the email, we know the exact X amount of people that can buy it and we know their name and we know... So, if, for example, no one on the mailing list could have taken the password and sent it to a mate and then got them to do it because we would have sussed it and cancelled the orders. Yes. So, but we can't always... So, basically, we just wanted to, to just come on and say a few different things. One, if we're going to make... The, if, if the hobby is going to keep growing... If the hobby's going to keep growing in Europe, I mean, Americans, you guys have your own thing going on. I don't know how Carbo Connections charge so much for boxes. That's your own business, right? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to solve that. But we get we actually have a lot of American customers on the site. So it's obviously, like, to be honest, any American resellers out there, if there's people who are willing to import stuff from Ireland because they can get it at a better price than they can on, on the market. Even with customs? Even with <laughs> customs in America, like, I don't understand how people are doing that, but um, we agree that most resellers are taking the piss with their pricing, which is yeah. exactly why we started a store for three X guarantee. Yeah, we, we, we thought that was clear. I think people just thought we just were selling some of our own boxes on a store. Oh, I think I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of people that follow us on Twitter don't listen. In fairness, yeah. Like, there's a lot that just don't listen. But like okay. when we said, like, if you click on the website and you go to the about page, you go to the store, it literally has a little anecdote of vignette about AC, uh, about Milan, but also says, like, I think in black writing, like, we have built this to be the store we wish we had when we started. Like, I would have been happy enough starting the hobby and seeing Bundesliga just for 3X or just under 3X. I would have bought it. Bundesliga Chrome, that is. Yeah. Um, that's what we... Like, of course, you don't want to spend more than retail. It's like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth 100%. But, like, once... like you're not going to be able to hit retail every time. And if you are, then the products aren't worth having. Like, they're, they're match attacks. You can hit that anytime you want. You don't want it. Yeah. So we try, we're trying it's to change things. So basically, we just wanted to say to people that the message we wanted to give out was, if you are unhappy with the way resale is going, because to be honest, we, we can't, like, Tops, Panini, like, we, we're, they're too big. We this is a pro like the, the market is something that we're gonna have to change the ground because most transactions happen on the secondary market when it comes to sports cards. Yeah. So if you think sealed wax is too expensive at most resale prices, then don't buy sealed wax, and those prices will come down. Actions and words. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to get good price sealed wax, go to soccercardsunited.com. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> keep the pitchforks away from. I don't know. I don't know. That was maybe maybe people are going to come out and say, "Look, lads, that's all well and good, but to be honest, if you didn't have an arrangement with Tops or you couldn't get your hands on any stock yourselves, you'd be singing a different tune." And maybe you're maybe you're right, but I don't think. Yeah, it's, I'd agree it's, with that. It's not more useful. We think about what's more useful: starting a store where people can actually access reasonably priced product and pushing that store out and growing the hobby that way. Or sitting here and complaining amongst ourselves that none of us can get anything. Because then anybody that listens, all they ever hear is negativity. Back to the same thing I said earlier. like The people that slaved away with Tops now when it was literally Haaland with fucking 172. Reina's first card with 46. It was a complete failure, quote unquote. But that was the start of it. They built something. That same company has managed to actually give us, me and you fucking Jason, me and fucking you, Soccer Hearts United, an opportunity to have an impact in the hobby that we we have independently said listen this is how we're going to try to do it to do it differently but like 
that's the company that got dragged yesterday and the same company that charged 35 quid like and we we dragged them every week don't get me wrong but it was just it was something different yesterday De- yesterday's dragging was wasn't the same as like when van dyke dropped it wasn't the same as when tops chrome dropped and the whole fucking website was asking for permission and everything was a fucking shit show it was different even though i only seen glimpses of it maybe it wasn't different i don't know ah, it was a little but bit different yeah we're talking like obviously like we're biased now because we do have that that kind of connection and we, we've been blessed enough like, that company has actually trusted us and said right and we, we pitched what we what we're trying to do and it was like okay we, we have that opportunity whereas like panini they just literally they walk around with the, whipping their dick out and saying suck suck it fuck y'all and everyone's just kind of chilling like oh can't wait for prism they've yeah. been charging 600 700 retail for every price everything they, like and they just don't respond to anyone there's no one on twitter to interact with any like i just think it was so counter like what happened yesterday was very counterproductive and i came from a place of just lashing out and rage but if you really like i think everyone would agree and this is the thing i think everyone would agree in the last 12 months tops have been company of the year in terms of the trading card like panini tops who there like the one that has done done the most for the hobby i think everyone would put their hands up and say it was top and like their pricing across the board has been dirt cheap it is the distributors that they're they're part of that do charge way too much like if tops is coming out with with chrome for 100 and everyone's selling it for 600 that's nuts yeah it is but like that's like we're we're trying to like again it's so fucking hard and by the way to not can sell i just say boxes at max can i just yeah. say as well we talk about having an arrangement with tops we don't have an exclusive arrangement with Tops, right? The whole reason we started the store was that we didn't want to have any sponsors. Tops do not sponsor the podcast. Nobody sponsors the podcast. Oh no. Fuck Tops. Yeah, like fuck them. Like it's not. It's not about that. Like if if and as I said, we're trying to get like Panini stuff, and if we can get Panini stuff, we'll price that reasonably as well. And if we can get Futera stuff, we'll price that reasonably. Oh yeah. And if, we're not like. You should know if you listen to the podcast, we're not pro Tops, even though like again, obviously. We're benefiting in this in this scenario, but like, fuck tops, do better. I still totally feel yeah, that. but also everybody do better. What happened yesterday? Yeah, well, like, I'm coming in and yes. saying like, like, I'm coming in and everyone's fighting, and I'm saying I don't care who started it. You all need to do better. Yeah, and if you're if you're dragging them the way you're dragging them, don't then go spend two hundred at resale day yeah. one. Don't do it. Yeah. Your principles have to be stronger than your FOMO until eventually you buy some 17-year-old from France because he's covered in gold on the Futero website. That's <laughs> uh, that's just me. All right. So that was a heavy episode, and we may have repeated ourselves. And we may have said some stuff that was unwise to say, or we may have said some stuff that was... Um, ah, Anyway, we said what we said, and we're trying to add to the conversation as much as possible. Normal service will resume next week. We wanted to talk about... And so you want to talk about Panini... I wanted to talk about digital collectibles and, uh, yeah. and NFTs, non-fungible and tokens. And PayPal were cracking down on breakers as well. So there's lots of Hobby HQ stuff we would have liked to do, but we didn't because we decided to talk about um, the knockout and yeah, I hope, release. I hope what we've said has been helpful to people. I hope we maybe give them a level of transparency that maybe they appreciated hope they understand what we're trying to do and that it's kind of very awkward and difficult as well um, and hope they know it's very, very awkward and difficult ve- very it's very hard to kind of be able to say fuck tops and then also try to work and do a bit of business with tops same goes with a penny but they just refuse to talk to people yeah um, i'm going to catch them in modena one day but i do i do want to like i want to double down and just say I, I genuinely put yourself in the position and ask yourself would you stop at 3x if you're in that position because i don't think a lot of people if anybody listening would follow that and i do think 
again i think it's funny to think that we're patting ourselves on the back for charging 3x on a product but i know at some point you need to kind of acknowledge people like i feel like we've come into the game and we, we are doing things differently and we're trying to take it to a new place a new level and i just clearly do, like there was fucking killings yesterday there was so much carnage there was mom mentality there was killings on twitter there was people saying they never want to interact with the hobby again because of the attacks they experienced and shit like that some of them unwarranted some people got the wrong account i think football yeah. i don't i don't yeah someone they, they everyone was dming the wrong account because they, they had a mix up and then they were just like i just want to fucking work in tesco they said they sent to me but um literally less than 24 hours later there's so many people messaging us saying fair play thanks so much jesus someone had this price at 170 pound y'all are after giving it to me for under 100 thank you so much like we're doing something right even though of course the met the methods aren't perfect and can i say as well we're trying we're trying yeah just to end on that right best case scenario let's say top said right we have just developed the best website in the world right tops.com is now the best website in the world they made soccer cards united they didn't they're like okay soccercardsunited.com is already taken but we've made the second best website in the world and there it is go. completely unbreakable by, by bots um, and we're doing raffles for every product da, 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 right and everyone entered the raffle some people got them most people didn't get them you would still have a situation where more people Average. more people lost out than 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 won right yeah, but, yeah, okay. at that point the people who won imagine there was no distributors no resellers anybody at that point the people who won um, would be free to resell them right mm-hmm. and at that point the problem would become their pricing so it actually doesn't because if they said oh I entered this raffle and I ended up winning so I could buy this product for 30 euro and I'm now going to sell it for 250 euro but because I only got one or I only got two, I'm actually going to sell it for 350 euro because I have no volume, so I have to maximize my price. Mm. Then reseller pricing would still be the issue. I thought there's a mix here as well. Like, if everyone that got it ripped it, then there's no resell market and that negatively impacts the hobby. And then on top of that, I guess the, the issue is with that, that statement is that like the, the resellers and distributors are getting high volume, but then they're also trying to maximize and that's a big issue. Yes. But we're trying to solve it. So, fuck, so fuck like, everyone. our <laughs> argument is that if we, we like, so what I'm saying is, if you had a situation where there was no distributors, right? There's no distributors, so no one had any volume, then everybody's prices at resale would have to be super high to make any money. Because you're only making mm-hmm. maybe 200 euro there, 300 euro there, 500 euro there, once every blue moon. Because you're only winning every X amount of lottoes. But the system breaks down if the people who have the volume scalp the pricing the whole benefit of anybody having volume is i have x amount of boxes so i don't need to charge you a six x markup yeah so the problem is greed because even if tops developed best system in the world greed would still be the problem so don't shop at scalpers don't do it yeah in any industry in any industry don't buy your tickets on fucking those websites and on top of that i would say if anyone oh no actually i was gonna say if anyone has any like ideas for us or feedback but i don't really think i want that many i tell you what i tell you what if you have any ideas feedback thoughts comments opinions suggestions you can send them to soccercardsunited at gmail.com and i will read the emails enzo oh thank god 
You wow. look after the social media DMs, and if you have any real actual thoughts that are in paragraphs, you can email them, and I will read them, and I will collate them, and I will feed it back uh, to Enzo, and we'll talk about it. Um, so yeah, I just want to say that the problem really in every situation is that the resale prices are too high because even if tops worked it out perfectly from their side it would still be the problem the people are the problem the people are the problem because they all have opinions and don't have any principles Oof, that, that's a, that's a is that a note to end it on jason i'm just saying most people are decent most people are fine most of our listeners are lovely people who we all know and who appreciate and are reasonable common sense people but the people who are shouting the loudest aren't the ones you should be listening to I think it's fair, yeah, fair to say. Like, I think some people that have actually got a box off us now, or it's their first ever box, and they're actually going to rip it instead of selling it. And like, selling it is part of it as well. Like, I wouldn't hate if someone bought it for a hundred off us and said, "Lads, I sold it for three hundred euro." Yeah, and then they went and bought something else, and then they're growing. They're they're growing. Everyone's growing. It's the hobby. Yeah, I don't know. I think the outrage is good from the point of view of the hobby is in good health in terms of demand for product. But yeah, lots to work out, lots to think of, and. I think we have a big job to do over the next 12 months, Jason. We do. We have to save the hobby in Europe from itself. Oof. From Oof. the American model. Because, you know, I think everything in America is very advertisey, very in-your-face, marketing, marketing, sell, sell, sell. The, the American dream, money, 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 like it is. Yes. Toxic capitalism. Toxic capitalism is the word. And I think, of course, Top started in the US. Like, it, it was so big in the US and they did all that they done. And they're trying to, like apply that they're trying to do like what the grading companies and what the hobby no the hobby sorry the card companies have done with soccer cards and putting RC logos and they're, they're trying to implement the system onto something that's actually a bit different Europe is different they know that this system works and people love the rookies but it's like this is soccer it's different yeah and I think me and you Jason I thought, and other people too it's time to attempt to change I think listen honestly I'm, I'm half tempted to just take the collation of positive messages we got put them all together and then just post it and be like and then maybe post our site saying like this is the story we wish we had and then just be like it can be done and it can be done where everyone is happy not so you know of course you're never happy paying over retail but like there's a way to do it better and this is it yes and of course just to end the show uh we're back uh, with q a podcast which i'm sure will be great fun that's out on monday sending your questions uh to our social media or talkcardunite.gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to address in the podcast and i'd also like to thank you enzo for uh hanging around on this episode i hope you get your phone fixed and i also want to preemptively apologize to um the listeners uh the customers talkcardunite.com uh twitter as a website Instagram's website, Discord, please don't come for me. Uh, I'd like to apologize to Panini, to Futera, to Tops, and to anybody who's ever held, sold, or seen a soccer card. Um, thanks very much. We'll be back for Jason, episode I- 30. Oh. What score do you think the Dortmund-Sevilla game is right now? We're 38 minutes in because it's 38 past. What do you think the score is? Or do you have it in front of you? I don't have it in front of me. With Sevilla, I'm going to say it's either 1-0 to Sevilla or... Or nil all. Okay, I don't know what the score is. I'm excited to find out. All right, well, we'll have a little look uh, after we get off the, the Zoom here. Everybody, we'll see you on Monday for Postcards United. Um, right, stay safe and don't give out anybody's home address. Mm-hmm.